0: You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, are own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, it's The Batman. The Batman. Uh, and for... I have to jump right in with this. For those of you who uh, may have been thinking, uh, because we told you to think it, and uh, <laughs> right. and that's where you went wrong there, that we would be uh, doing our award show this week, we're not uh, going to be doing that this week. We're going to do it next week. Tricked you. Uh, yeah, we just uh, got really... Uh, yeah. this was a bad week yeah. in, in a lot of different ways um, so we're not doing that this week but uh, tune in next week and uh, we'll have <laughs> that for you where uh, for those of you who may not know somehow uh, where it's our can't win awards right. where we I don't know give our own pat on the back to uh, movies, directors, <laughs> actors uh, and screenplays uh-huh that uh, have no real shot of getting nominated for anything else. They are not movies or performances Mm -hmm. or whatever that are in the realm of people are actually going to pay attention to them that nevertheless deserve someone to pay attention to them. So we do. Uh, And it's an interesting year this year, and most years it's fairly interesting how our awards come down. But it's uh, like I had to... I had to really think and look and, weird s- and say, what's not getting attention, you know? And it's a weird year for a jillion reasons and everything. But it's a weird year even because uh, just things are getting attention that I wouldn't have expected mm-hmm. to get attention. So that, like, throws us off. And... You know, we play very fast and loose with the rules anyway, and what more, counts or doesn't count or whatever. Right. But uh, you know, if this year were like normal years, I would assume that I would just be good with like Coda and Pig. Right. because who would pay attention to right. those movies and give them right. awards? And uh, no, too bad, because right. <laughs> uh, Nick Cage gets nominated. Big things, yeah. Coda is like gaining momentum as time goes on in yeah. a very weird way, because you would never expect that right. for a movie like this. You would expect maybe if, at the time it got released, a few people said, Hey, pay attention to this. And right. then that would die off quickly right. because right. this is just not, uh, that's the way it is. Yeah. It's not movie biz <laughs> <Right>. material where <laughs> right. people are going to be paying attention to it. And, and they were. And right. I can't even, uh, you know, go off the rails and, and go for foreign movies because they're right. all getting crazy right. attention and stuff. And I feel like, um, you know, there are some things like, uh, the big movie that I've talked about the most is, uh, the worst person in the world. And you'd think you might at least have like an actress thing there, Yeah, no. but she's actually been nominated for I know. things. All so over the what yeah. the hell? Right. And, uh, and, you know, drive my car obviously mm-hmm. would be a potential big one. Um, but so it's a weird year yeah. where people are, you know, upstaging us basically. I, <laughs> I absolutely looked earlier, uh, right around the time I was doing
1: all the lists anyway. And, I was having more fun doing the best and the worst. Not that I don't enjoy our awards, but it—I'm spoiled. It almost always is easy. Err, yeah, in a way because it's almost always a genre pick for because me.
0: Because so many things
1: get overlooked. There's a, there's a ton of stuff. You see an incredible amount of independent stuff in a way that I feel like I see an awful lot of horror or sci-fi. You, right. You know, like because I like the genre stuff that even, the, you know, the old saying of you know even if it's bad pizza, it's still good pizza because right. it's pizza, right? Like I, I still have fun watching certain films just because of the genre they're in. And I just like seeing effort and just maybe you do one thing out of 30 right and right. good for you, you know? <laughs> right. So a Looper, uh, you know, a Palm Springs, you know, a film, a film like The Vast of Night that I saw and I was like, ooh, no one's talking about this because right, it's right. not a Spielberg, Tom Hanks right. thing. And I love it and it can hit all these boxes. I don't have anything like that. right? So this year I, f- I feel, because I have a couple ideas. <clears throat> I think when it comes around, I think I'm just going to keep reading and you're going to be like, oh, come on. And I'm like, hey, that's the year we're in. This <laughs> is the 2021 right. list. That's how it's going to be. But I'm still struggling for a couple things because I'm like, what am I going to, am I reaching for like Paul Blart kind of levels of right, things? Right. No. So it might have to be one of these things where, yeah, okay, I go, I go, yeah, I won't go. I won't go. Yeah, I won't go with Denny for Dune because obviously I could see that coming right. in, but it might have to be something where I'm like, I understand this is getting some notice, but to hell with all of this. Right, this is where it is. So, yeah, and it's and tricky. Anyway, man. it's usually it it's very it's, easy. It's a weird year. Usually, yeah. there's a couple
0: films that just screamed to me like, "This is it," right? And they were that good. And I usually have. Uh, And it it all comes down to uh, the list too because the list was weird. Yeah, Um, because like I said, I usually I have like twenty movies and I have to figure out how to make it be (laughs) ten. Right, and I didn't really uh, this year. It even when you get past fifteen, I already was going. Well, I mean these are good, but yeah, right. But they weren't like going, hey, I demand attention. You know, Mm so so it's a weird year there. But I usually have like two or three movies. That I feel sort of like the worst person in the world yeah. where they're like these little indie things or, or maybe foreign, but yeah. like indie things that like no one is paying attention right. to where, you know, in a normal year, you might expect like how many foreign movies are people going to know in a year? And this year, I remember, people know about like yeah. a lot of foreign yeah, movies yeah, right. and it's That's like, true. what the hell's going on?
1: I still <laughs> remember the year you sat here and you told me about Force Majeure. And right, I was like, right. holy crap. And everybody knows now because it got remade into a yeah. loose comic. And I'm like, yeah, but that's awesome. Like, that would have been, like, the saving throw for any year, right. you know. And worst person in the world would have been it. I would have come in and been like, guess what? You guys got to see this movie. <laughs> right. Right. The one that's but nominated well, for all bad, these things. Right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. All right. And uh, so before we get into the Batman, um, I there's not necessarily a whole lot of news for us to cover or throw out because uh, it's just kind of not that time right now. Right. But uh, I have to vote today on the Critics' Choice Super Awards, which uh, I could be wrong here now. I feel like it's the third, but maybe it's only wow. the second. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure off the top of my head. But it's the uh, Super Awards, which um you know the critics choice uh, depending on who is the fan of movies or the critics choice or awards you know some people might think uh it's a little bit goofy having the super awards where it's um you yeah. know it's like trying to uh you know show like we we still have in the regular awards uh things like best comedy where we're really try or like uh, best actor in you know whatever I don't know but they we've like split a bunch of it off now yeah and just made it its own thing and in theory I really like it I I like that somebody is going look best action movie or best yeah superhero something or best pay some attention to like actresses in you know whatever like right. just this whole <laughs> other Realm, so I have to vote on that today. So, uh, so that's coming up. The actual Critics Choice Awards are coming up. The Oscars are coming up. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, that's happening. But um, I don't know that there's really a lot of movie news because yeah. nobody wants to pay attention to that right now. Right? There's a lot of news, but, um, but I do <laughs> want to mention, especially because you're here to Uh-oh. mention it with, uh, because man, I had like the weirdest experience in like the movie realm yeah. <laughs> guillermo del toro happened oh. and uh and i don't this was like i thought this was like a really weird thing like did you read all his whole thing uh, just about just a snippet I west side story <laughs> i haven't dived into it yet like what did he do I, I mean he just put out like this huge defense of west side story <laughs> and and yeah. like talked about how awesome steven spielberg is and it mm-hmm. was like it was really just like uh you know, paid blog post. It felt like like it was such a weird <clears throat> thing. Like he just went so effuse, so on over the and top on yeah. about how awesome Steven Spielberg is, and he's not wrong. There. And uh, look at how he did this shot, and oh, then there, yeah. and then you know right. went on this whole thing about you know there's like movies are <laughs> movies, right? right? And if he does like look at this scene in West Side Story, and look how gorgeous it is, yeah. and everything, and like. That's a thing, like that's part of the movie, and mm-hmm. and uh you know if the story's really stupid or the acting sucks, like right. that's another part of the movie. Yeah, but right. but look how pretty this is is yeah. like a part of the movie, and and I'm like, okay, so I mean, so you so, liked it? It, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like such a curmudgeon, I like you, like he's going no, on and on <laughs> and on about all this stuff, like as though suddenly he's uh, made an argument that it's a 10, like right. one half of what a movie is. Look at how great it is. Like if you yeah. watched West side story and turned the sound off and had no idea what <laughs> was going right. on and right. and it acted like it was a painting in a museum, you'd right. go, Hey man, that's pretty. That's right. Yeah. That works. And, he, but he's talking mm-hmm. about it like, and therefore right. look how awesome this movie is. And I'm like reading all this stuff going, what is going on? Yeah. Like, this is weird. (laughs) And just, like, so over the top on Steven Spielberg and, like, how awesome he is. And it, it it was almost like you get done reading it and you're like, okay, so, like, maybe the actors are really bad in this and are bonkersly overplaying it. Maybe nobody needed this remake in the first place because it's a stupid story. And maybe a lot of the stuff that happens that's not exactly the same as the version we already have makes the whole thing worse and not better. But Steven Spielberg is really cool, and he made it, and it's really pretty. Right. I'm like, man, okay. Yeah. Like, like what star rating do you give that? 12. Once you're done saying all the things you just said – What's the end result It'd of that? Be funny if it was like what us, he's end like result six. could you have? <laughs> yeah, I'm like whatever. I don't know. It was just it the was... best part of Guillermo del Toro is
1: probably the worst part of professional Guillermo del Toro, and that is he's all heart. I've never heard him say right, right. a critical thing, unless it's about himself. Right, and he's he's critical about himself. I I've I've loved that guy's art. I've loved his work. I've loved his films, and I actually enjoy. Not to the point I seek them out hard, but if I can find a podcast interview with him, I dive in because he's so much fun to listen to because he is so, he's such like a geyser of affection for he what, is, he he is just like what he loves and what he loves. Right, I mean, right. He's just <laughs> what he loves is movie making. Right. He loves effort, he loves talent. And even if you sometimes see something that looks to you, to me, lazy and talentless. Guillermo's gonna He'll tell you why you're something. wrong. Right. And and that passion, that real honest like passion for the thing that he loves. I I just I'm a little jealous, but I'm glad I don't have it because it would make me look a little silly to be like, you know, whatever mediocre thing, like this is the greatest thing. And right. you're like, how long have you been on the planet? Look you know? at
0: look at how awesome this is. But I is.
1: genuinely yeah. love how animated and giddy and excited, and you can see it if you're seeing him in a real you know interview. But you can hear it in his voice. He's just like bubbling over and he can't wait to, and it's not even a thing about Guillermo that's argumentative where he's like, well, I'm going to change your mind. And if I can't, I'm going to browbeat you until you think of He's just like infectious with his positivity. And it's almost like if you get to be too cynical, it's repulsive because you're like, what's wrong with you? It is, but it it's, is like it's, the, it's like the toxic positivity. And I guarantee he means every word of it. It's not oh, yeah, that he yeah, wants yeah. to work with Spielberg. He's not lobbying for a part as, you know, yeah. somebody. He's just like so into something. And for all intents and purposes, I have to concede that maybe it just landed different with him than me. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe you I know, know, probably. Like well, apparently. Point, apparently, it <laughs> did, yeah. Well, and you know, the thing God is too, me, like, Although, it's, it's he's really so like,
0: by the time you get done reading it, I gotta read it all now. I want to see this because all right. I'm very cynical. You and, are and curmudgeonly. Sure, you and have everything, those things. Right? Yeah. Uh, like I get done reading it, and I'm like, he's trying to convince me that his movie isn't crap. Is what's happening here, right? That's so cynical. He's because he's like going, look. I know you watched Nightmare Alley, and you watched it, right. and you thought, man, this looks really cool. Yeah. And it's like, it's great to watch. It's like, it's like from that side of things, right? That he is saying all these great things about it, you know, he wins. It really is like a gorgeous movie. It's, it's well filmed. (laughs) The scenes work really well and everything. And you get to the end of it and you go, Oh, but wait, this is actually really stupid. And, and here he is going, that doesn't matter. Look how pretty it is. Right. (laughs) And I'm only, like, oh, wait
1: a minute. The only thing that would make this story my favorite of all stories is if he emailed you personally. If he yeah. was just like, I listened to the show, Mark, and I got to tell you, I've watched this film and you're wrong and let me tell you why. Right. You know, I just would love that part of it. But let me tell you about why your podcast is so great. Right. That would be great. We would have him on every few weeks just be like, Guillermo, what's up? You know. No, I, I saw this I saw the snippet of it. I started to look at it and then I saw how long... It seems anyway. Oh, now yeah. I guess it's, it's long. long. And I thought, okay, save it on the browser, read it after. I just can't do it right now. But I'm not terribly
0: surprised. You know? <laughs> it, I don't know. Because it could know. be it about it doesn't have to be so about West weird, Side story. Great.
1: It could be Oh yeah it the could worst be person in the world. Right. It could be anything. If he's latched, latched into it, he's gonna show you why right, he loves right. every and he's such a he's such a connoisseur of things in a way that I don't think about because I'm not that kind of I mean, I'm not a filmmaker, but the way he's talked about making films and what excites him about a scene, I'm like, all right, let's talk about that scene. Like, a director's cut <laughs> right, with right. you was probably like seven hours long, because you're deep diving on the right. things you love, and God bless him. It's like, I love it.
0: It's like when you have, like, the, uh, you know, Roger Ebert track on Dark City, yeah. And, and, yeah. All, and all of a right. sudden you watch that movie, and you go, I mean, I thought this movie was good <laughs> to start with, right. and now. now I'm like, what? Yeah, like. right. Yeah, it would be interesting to have it. Anyway, uh I just is such a it was such, a weird, it, it was such a weird thing that stood out to, to me as a uh, movie. So, all right, uh Batman, The Batman. The Batman. I guess, right? right. The um I'm int- I'm interested uh in this movie because uh I I had a little bit of a hard time rating it. Yeah. Um but I'm sort of interested to see uh where you are with it and what that means for what we're going to talk about or what's going to happen. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say anything about the movie because it's the Batman and everyone knows knows. everything there is. Um, so I'm just going to give, uh, my rating and then we can dive into it. I gave this a six and a half. That's what I thought. That is not what you thought. (laughs) I wrote down
1: five, but I'm like, he liked it better than that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Uh, all right. So what'd you give it?
1: Oh, that's it. No no preambles of things, no nothings. Nah, um,
0: because uh we're probably just gonna actually talk about this one for a fair amount a of time. Bit. So I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna just start rattling it. Reviewing in. it and then yeah, no, that makes sense. twenty minutes I, later.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you could argue I liked it a little better than you. I thought seven and a half, but I gave it seven. I thought it, it, you know, at some point during the film I'm like this is the benchmark. It's going to be one of these films we've talked about numerous times where you look at it and you're like, seven's the best you're going to do. So, And seven's fine. Yeah. Seven seven is a good film uh, rating because it means you're having a good time. You're not always looking at your watch, even though this thing at yeah, two is hours so and 55 minutes. Um, but that, yeah.
0: That, that's actually like one of the biggest positives of this movie. And And so, like I said, I had trouble rating it because there were a lot of things I liked about it and uh and there were a lot of things there were a lot of things I didn't like about it except I think pretty much uh I can package all of those things together into one thing uh which is just this is not actually a Batman movie right which I I can see that which just drove me nuts and all the things that I didn't like about it That come from that. That's what they all are. Yeah. But one of the things that I did like about it, or one of the things that was positive because I did like a lot of things about it, is that uh, it didn't feel long. It didn't feel like. uh, I mean, it's insanely long. Yeah. Yeah. And and I would still cut a lot of it. (laughs) Yeah. But I would cut a lot of it. Mostly based on my theory that it's not a Batman (laughs) movie anyway, right? right? I mean, I I would cut a lot. I think there's clearly some stuff that we didn't need to sit through Mm -hmm. for three hours. But even with that, I I wasn't, you know, sitting there like squirming in my seat going, "Oh my god, how yeah. much longer is this going to go?" And I didn't, you know, when we got to like 2 hours, mm-hmm. I didn't like check my watch and go, "Oh my god, there's another right, 50 yeah, right. minutes or whatever." Like it moves you along <laughs> yeah. and it, and it I think carried you through pretty well and I feel like it was mostly uh you just have to give that to Robert Pattinson, I think, mostly because you know, he had me being engaged with his character Mm -hmm. and and what he was doing and didn't make me bored about it, right? Uh, I was, you know, and this is, uh, the one thing that it did is, like, I just watched Batman Begins again. Oh, yeah. Like, I went and saw this movie and I went, okay, I have to watch a Batman movie. Right, 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 for a frame of reference. And and I have to go back a ways because You don't like any of that. I'm just sick to death of the frigate. And you know, it's the weirdest thing too because, you know, every once in a while we just come back to uh, when you're talking about Japanese horror and Mm -hmm. not being scared of eyes and wet hair and all that stuff. Right. And you know, it's it's really weird these last several Batman-specific movies. Yeah. Uh, Not the ones where it's the justice league right. and it's, it's a, a, everything yeah, no, else, yeah. <clears throat> but like the Christopher Nolan movies and this one where it's just Batman. Yeah. And like the first one, right. Is like, you know, what's scary, like fear. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and it's just about fear. And you know, the, the super villain poweriness that we're fighting against is the thing where it just makes you have whatever your fear is. Right. right? right. We don't have a fear that we're, battling right right and then Christopher Nolan goes on with his next movies and it's like this isn't really a Batman movie either it's like this it's a movie about I have this geopolitical statement to make about this and what we're scared of is you know people who are completely crazy or we're scared of people who are you know I don't know gaming the system and shit and like the Joker even almost falls into you know in a in a lot of ways this was pretty similar to the Joker movie and and you know the Joker was like oh look at the bad system and crazy yeah. people right. and and right. people who literally are crazy and you know right. that's what we're scared of and you know now we're scared of incels on message boards <laughs> and we have to make a movie about that right. and it's like yeah. <clears throat> I'm not, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the same way
1: you did. I thought in, in a lot of different ways it was hard to come around to it because it didn't have the components necessary to really throttle the film for me. But I was never bored. Yeah. E- e- and even though two hours and 55 minutes pretend, again, cutting a little bit of slack, but pretend like eight of those are credits. I mean, it's still a long movie for what it's doing and it, and it fills a lot of stuff in. There were, times, there were times in the film where I'm just, I'm having a blast watching it and I'm surprised at how much fun I'm watching, yeah. how much fun I'm having watching the film. Because I didn't, it's not for me, even though we were, I think we were still doing this when Pattinson went big with Twilight. You know, I mean, it's like, it's not yeah, that it was yeah. Robert Pattinson. I don't care. It's the same feeling I get when I see Kristen Stewart in a film. Like I don't watch from that point of view anymore. Pattinson for me is like the guy in the lighthouse. It's the guy who's more strange and gritty and grungy and and would do pig if Nick Cage wasn't around, you know, because why not? The most interesting thing for me is to try to figure out why he would want to get involved in another franchise like this, you know, that is technically very limiting. Like if you're Batman, if you're somebody else, you've got a lot of room to be scarecrow, how you want or penguin or, Anybody that you want, but Batman, you're kind of hemmed in. You got to look good in a suit. You got to have a killer jawline like Pattinson does. Right. You know, I guess you got to do a lot of stuff with your eyes, which Pattinson does. But you've also got to be able to exude something through that suit, and not every Batman does it. You watch, and this is a little meandering, but you watch like George Clooney, and I'm just watching that. That's George Clooney, right? That's not Batman, and it has it has some to do with the slapstick sort of like capowness of the film right but when i'm watching michael keaton i'm kind of like well, i got to remember that's michael keaton like he's kind of doing it you right. know he's getting it right all of that to come around to i still feel that this film is where it bothers me in places aren't just little corners they're like dark hallways of the movie if the movie is an expanse It's a lot of style over substance, you know. But the thing is, is the style is very determined to win you over. And there's an awful lot of blacks and reds, which you're not used to. I think you're normally used to dark blues, because again, sort of in a weird throwback to what we were talking about before you started the show. Things in the moonlight, you know, dark blue skies, indigo skies, like they have a very different look to them. This is full of all kinds of fiery reds. And I get that that's... The underlying thing that you notice in the trailer is that he's vengeance, like, you know, not just walking around grumbling, I'm Batman. There's a there's a weird feeling that again, it's not it's not boredom, but it just doesn't feel hurried about anything it, at times. Other times, I'm watching the like the Batmobile scene and I'm loving it because I feel the scene in our seats before it even really kicks off. And I just was kind of like grinning. I'm like, this isn't even the Batmobile I would choose out of all of them. This is sort of damn fun. And it really technically only has like one scene. Like it's really right, designed right. to do this thing. And then I'm watching, I'm watching all the actors having all the fun that they're doing, trying to tell a story that is far beyond the scope of what this one film should be doing. And I'm still appreciating it and having fun. All that again, coming around to this before I hand it off to you again. I, I kind of feel like at times the most interesting part of the film is quickly the worst part of the film. And it's not Paul Dano, but it's the Riddler that they've written yeah. for him. Yeah. The the trailer, and I feel like we knock this out quick. I think the movie that I saw was pretty close to the trailer I've seen. Yeah, and yeah. I stopped watching trailers, so I'm only talking about the primary first trailer because I didn't want to have other things ruined. This is pretty close to that film. Um, and you get that Riddler's leaving all these cards. It's very comic book-y. But it's done in a very mature kind of... And everyone's always talking about David Fincher's seven lens. Right, I, right. I see it. But really, once you've seen it, it's not really that either. The clues, uh, The clues aren't that difficult. The answers aren't that revealing. Sometimes I thought they were just as dumb as the clues. And right. I thought that it pinned itself on the precipice of these things being amazing. And the first one actually kind of was... Um, when they realize that there's like a false clue within the clues. Right, and how right. they figure that out is fun. And that whole first clue, when you put all things together, and I'm really not trying to spoil it because I had fun with it and I want the audience to see it too. When Gordon and Batman come around to solving that first clue in the grisly way they do, I'm like, all right, more of this. That's, right, that's right. the kind of film I'm up for. And it doesn't come close to that again. Right. It, it's, when I started... When I started telling people that I was excited about the film and they were kind of making fun, like, oh, you know, Twilight Batman kind of thing. And I'm like, I would like to see less superhero world saving and more detective story. Like, right. I just want to see, because he is the world's greatest detective, as he's told in the comics. This isn't that Batman yet, because right. these aren't that hard to solve. And sometimes when it's necessary for him to struggle with solving it, when he should get it in an instant, like I did. I feel like the movie's kind of crippled itself in a way but again style over substance I love the way it looked I love the way it sounded I love the way it kind of moved through its world and was touching on more things that I found interesting or surprisingly engaged in in a film that was as long as this turned out to be when the other way seemed much more pliable like I really thought it's easy to brood as Batman, but don't brood too much because then you're in the corner just brooding. Like you got to brood right. just the right amount, you know, and he's, he's good. It was fun and I'd like to see more of it. I just want to see a better story that doesn't focus on so many people that aren't necessary to the real story you want to tell. Right. So
0: I think, t- yeah, so. There's, there's a first round of a bunch of stuff. Uh, right. So, um, you know, like I said, it's not a Batman movie and I think everything that I don't like about it basically springs out of that like one of the worst things for me is that this is a really good movie that's not a batman movie like remake this exact story yep and you know it's like a 40s film noir guys that some some dude's an ex-cop and now he's a pi and he gets hooked up into this thing and unfortunately as uh i'm gonna I'm gonna throw out because I saw somebody else mention this, okay. uh, and she's—I'm uh, pretty sure she's a writer at Slash Film. I don't remember because I saw you know just on Twitter, but yeah. it's like obnoxiously close to Clute, the 1971 yeah. Jane Fonda sure. movie. You know, it's like the the guy is a detective. who yeah. gets wrapped up in this whole thing where it's like the uh, you know the. The prostitute has a connection to the something, and yeah. then we, and then it all unravels, and all this, you know, whatever. Yeah. But this, this story that we're telling is not a Batman story. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it, and just because you replace a character with the Penguin, right, does not mean, see, it's right. a Batman right. story, right? Right. Like this is, you know, this is like a film noir like straight out of the 40s kind of a movie yeah. where it's just some dude who's a detective and he's you know apparently he's up against a serial killer which makes things weirder but right. that we've got the we've got the mob and the serial killer right and it's all got to come together whatever but there's like a movie that I'd really like to watch in here somewhere yeah. where you make it the same thing and it's just not a Batman movie right and and you know the Batman uh, in this movie himself, I kind of both loved and hated. Like there were lots of parts where I really liked, I really liked this whole thing where we're not exactly doing an origin story. Yeah. Right. But also we're doing, you know, he's not that great at this yet. Right. Story. He's still young right? At it. Yeah. And even to the extent like, uh, you know, there's a scene where he goes to the penguins bar and like, he just kind of goes in right. and, and you're like, yeah. like, I loved that. Yeah. I'm like, that is so non Batman. Right. But like, you know, at this point, this is what he decides. Right. And he just, you know, like goes in and it, and it works for his character. Right. That he's giving us. Right. He's not that old yet. He's, you know, he's been doing this. The movie says like, he's been doing this basically for two years. Right. He's been the Batman for like two years. And, you know, he's, uh, I think, somehow woefully underfunded for a Batman. (laughs) Like, he does have, like, some cool gadgetiness, right? But at the same time, I got a feeling in this movie, you know, like, when we were making James Bond and said, I'm going to make James Bond without gadgets. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? And and then now we've got, I'm going to make Batman, but he doesn't have any gadgets. And it's like, well, I mean... And you're not right. actually, <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Right? And he's, you know, we watch him, you know, making his Batmobile. He's riding around on his bike because, right. you know, I, don't, I I don't know everything about Batman comics and all this stuff, but he apparently does not quite own the night yet. You know, he doesn't. <laughs> right. He doesn't just zip around from building to building like Spider-Man with his right. hook thing. He yeah. has to he has to put on his jacket and his backpack and yeah. drive around on his thing. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. But also, you know, I don't really feel like I need this alternate universe marvel movie this is some other batman right Right. like now five movies from now he's gonna meet up with other batmen from other universes because he's the one who for some reason doesn't have a lot of money and doesn't have right can't build like an actually badass batmobile right he just like got a car on (laughs) the lot and souped it (laughs) up and yeah yeah And I'm like, and somehow he has this bat suit that's like a pretty good bat suit, and like and like does the job of being bulletproof and can take a lot of punches and stuff like that. But it's not quite a bat suit. And then you know his his layer is like. You know, maybe he has some money because right. look at all these computers and stuff. Right, right. But, like, he's not – he doesn't have Batman money. Right, not yet, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, like, what's happening here? Like, yeah. there's this whole part to the movie where we want it to be grungy and gritty and, you know, he's not there yet, mm-hmm. except it's really battling with – he has to be somewhere. Right. And he has to be some level of Batman and And, you know all of it, like coming together, it was so hit or miss with things like yeah. some things some i would I would go i like I love when he just busts in the bar, yeah, and I feel like that makes sense and yeah. works. And then he goes back to, you know, the Batcave and um, and you're like, what? And why do I have to look at all the car parts forever? <laughs> and like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so weird. Whatever like lens they're trying to make me look at him through constantly, yeah. you know, was just, I don't know. It was very forced. And then after it was forced on me, I didn't know why we were right. doing it anyway. Right. But, and you know, I kind of didn't love the idea of, like, we're mixing our Batman together in right. such a mash in so many ways. Like, you know, he's new at this and he's not. And so that's why he does these sort of things. But also like Gordon's calling him into like the biggest crime scene ever. And then Mm -hmm. he's just walking around through 50 cops. And then, you know, then we go into the police station scene and, and all the, and they don't just rip his mask off. Right. Like he's unconscious, like three different times in this movie. (laughs) And like, no one takes his mask off. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, you know, some of the stuff with Gordon, I'm like, I don't know. He's got to be the Batman like longer and know what the hell he's doing before right. he's got Gordon. Like, like it's only two years, but he's already got a bat signal and Gordon like wrapped around his finger. Like, where'd we and, get? But also he's riding his right. bike around <laughs> down, like he's getting out his, you know, MTA card. Yeah. <laughs> were, and those small things, they don't.
1: I mean, it's really not that meticulous of a checklist in my mind, but they mattered, too, because I'm like, OK, Gordon's lieutenant. He's not commissioner. Every film loves making him the commissioner in their movies right. at some point. But before he was commissioner, and there is a commissioner who doesn't approve of Batman, there's a bad signal on the roof. How does that go? <laughs> right. Like, wouldn't the commissioner be like, where it's, the hell is that coming from? Get up there and just, knock that off. It's just
0: Gordon's own like, personal And you one.
1: get this thing that Gordon is lobbying for him. And the fun, the fun part, one of the fun things that the film does is it drops you in the middle and doesn't do right. the thing that you loathe more than I, but I'm tired of as well, We don't have to see the Waynes get killed. There's no theater. There's no Zorro. There's no gun in an alley and pearls flying in the moonlight. Nothing like that. Everything's already happened. And it just puts you in a position where you have to catch up. The voiceover is like, I've been doing this for a while, and here we are. And I thought, that's great. You get from the interaction that Gordon and and Batman have early that they've worked a little bit loosely on other things. So they're building trust. And that's one of the things that is strong throughout the film. I like when they're together in scenes because it doesn't always work. There's still a weird thing where Gordon's like, dude, what am I doing on this ledge with you? Right, right. And he's like, you know, are you a good and cop? And he's I like- think,
0: I think they could have done a little more with that too because I yeah. I think that there were cool parts where, you know, they're talking about all the cops being corrupt right. and, and Batman only trusts Gordon. Right. And Gordon's like, I only trust you. Right. And it's like- See, now, if we play that up a little more, that's where, old, where right. how Gordon is where he is, and is why. that he also doesn't trust right. any cops and, and stuff. So. And in a strange way, like you said earlier, too, the, it, all the
1: Batman films kind of build off each other because that's the shared universe. We all know whether it's Clooney, Kilmer, Bale, whomever. That was one of the things that I really liked in the the christian bale films is that there was a there was time to explain why Gary Oldman's Gordon didn't trust anybody in his unit right. you know and they're actually going through and having conversations with the district attorney and he's like yeah I know and but I make the best with what I have they don't have to do that in a way the laziness of the film is also both forgiven but also a little noticeable because they don't need to go through those I've seen them enough but I still like the acknowledgement that They're present. And in a strange, intangible way, Jeffrey Wright and Robert Pattinson make that work without having to do a lot of work to do it. I I buy it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And just like you said, just these quick, like light sentences when they're whispering to each other. And I'm like, they've seen some stuff. Like these guys have done a few things. Two years, two, two or three years in crime fighting in a place like Gotham. I bet you get friendly
0: quick because right, you're seeing right. each other every few days, you know? And I, I like that part right. of it. And I didn't like also, um, you know, I, I think for me anyway, and this will hit different people differently, but uh, for me, part of the reason that I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a Batman movie. And you know, like I always go back. If you listen to us for long enough, you know that I dislike a lot of the later Batman movies mm-hmm. pretty much anyway. <laughs> But you know, I always go back to Batman Begins because when I first watched that movie, yeah. I was like, this is a movie about the comic book character by someone who likes the comic book character for a change. Yeah. And 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 you know, really like I didn't think this then, right? Because I didn't right. see the other movies. <laughs> you know, not because we had some other freaking agenda of the thing we wanted to talk about, you right. know. The the original one was just like, I don't know, let's just do actually the comic book and see what happens and right. see if anybody likes that Batman right. or that kind of storytelling yeah. or, you know, whatever. And I think it kind of conveniently had a good villainy happening, right? Yeah. And it worked out, right? And the theory of the villainy was not just he's completely insane. Right. Which I hate altogether, but I hate even more when it, that's not what it should be. When I have a referent for it not being that, right? The Riddler is not just insane. Right. And in this movie, it's really just kind of like he's completely insane. Yeah. And the longer the movie goes on, the more he's just completely insane Yeah. until we get to like the whole end like speechy thing. I hated the end where it's just all the more like, it's like, there's a sign. Like if you weren't aware Mm -hmm. that what we're trying to say is that he's just completely insane. Right. Let's watch like five minutes of him explaining that he's completely insane and acting just, you know, like Like he he should be in a rubber room (laughs) and there's no help for him. And then it even ends more because then we also have, you know, spoiler right? <laughs> alert. Yeah. We have other villain. Right. Right. <laughs> who also is just completely insane. Yeah. And, and then it's like, hey, now there will be more movies because, right. you know, everybody likes are. a comeback sure, and stuff, right. right? Right. And then that's going to be a movie just about mm-hmm. being completely insane. And yeah. I don't like that from, you know, just the general standpoint of villains who are just insane are not interesting to right. watch. Right. Right. But even more specifically, right. The Riddler's gig is not that he's insane. The Riddler's gig is not even that he's very crazy. Right. In, it's that in he's ba- hyper sane in Batman movies. Right? right. His problem is not being crazy. Yeah. Now, like Joker's problem is being kind of crazy. Right? right. But his character is not, well, he's just completely insane, right? And whatever he does, we can say it does make sense that he does that because he's completely right. insane and, and get and away he, with anything, and he might do yeah. anything, right? Right. And but with the uh, with the Riddler now, it it's so geared toward this is the like statement I want to make because I think you're afraid of incels and mm-hmm. what they do on the dark web, right? That, look, this is the character I'm using and that's who he is now. And it just was so, you know, at first it was all right. At first you weren't completely sure if that's what was happening. Right. Right. He just could be the guy who found out what he found out. Right. And whatever. But he's not the Riddler. Right. I mean, and and I love Paul Dano. Yeah. In general. Right. Uh, I think he's awesome. Yep. And I don't think that he did anything wrong. Right. Or, I <laughs> you know, I mean, I he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And I yeah. think he was really good at it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but what he was supposed to do was just more and more off putting the, yeah. the more the movie went on because, you know, it's really like solve the riddles because uh, like an insane person made up these riddles. And, right none of it really makes a lot of sense anyway. And you know, yada, yada. And, and I thought it really kind of killed me and I'm totally going to like kind of spoil this line. Although I mean, it's not like really a big deal maybe, but you get to the end of the movie. Right. And he says to Batman that like, I guess you're not as smart as I thought you were. And I'm like, that line is so completely empty and Mm -hmm. meaningless and would make sense for the Riddler to say, mm-hmm. right? But right. does not right. really. I mean, now it's just well, some lunatics at right. it. Some and, um, hooray, right? right. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. But, um, but so now that I've uh, bashed on the movie completely, uh, I like. I did really like. It's like Guillermo del Toro, right, is here with us now in right? the spirit. Yeah. Like it. It, it, it was actually really fun. I still, when we got to the end, I could not believe that, you know, it just didn't, it didn't feel like it was yeah. three hours. I didn't love it, right. but I liked it. Yeah. But, you know, fairly well anyway. And I'm like, you know, this movie is doing something really good mm-hmm. because I don't like it that much. And I'm not totally bored uh, having to sit through three hours of it. And um, I was really kind of disappointed with uh, the penguin, too, just because there was actually no penguinness to the penguin. He was just like, uh, you know, if we called somebody tiny and now and like it's just his nickname. And he's got like a hooky nose right. and a bunch of scars, and I don't, you know, I don't know. They didn't really go into anything, but apparently he likes the cold because right. his places are named cold right. things or right. whatever. But there's there's really like no penguinness to him. Right. He's just, you know, thug number two. But we're gonna call him Penguin, right. and he's got like a weird hooky nose, yeah, and and that's his
1: nickname. There's definitely something. It would have been also. Very common to have seen because I agree with you 100% there. Like, if another person in Falcone's group would have been like, you know, Mark Bain, right? You're like, like, okay. Now, some things, some things in the film are Easter eggs, you know, and some things are throwbacks out of respect for things. And then some things are just, what are you doing? Like, there's a moment where Paul. You know, well, no, it's not Paul Dano. It's uh, John Turturro. He's getting dragged out and he's like, hey, somebody want to get Zorro off me. You know, and I'm like, okay. That line, I get it because it's such a historical part of Batman's history itself. But I'm like, that's so weird. Now I'm jarred of the film. Right. I was in that scene with you and now I'm like thinking, what the hell did you make that choice for? For the most part, the weird choices, the difficult choices, and even the easy choices, I... I had fun watching the film make them and then really not seem to regret them, even though I found them to be regrettable. Right. Um, but there were times where, and I mean, again, Colin Farrell, you, you I felt like part of the time I'm just looking at him, trying to see where the prosthetic seams are, right. and I couldn't see any of them. It's an incredible makeup job it's almost so strange to think, like, why would you just have Colin Farrell then? He's making a voice up. Right. and I mean, you paid right. a lot of money. Right. I mean, I like watching Colin Farrell work, but what did you do that for? Like, there's nothing there except, you know, the name on the credit line. I thought that one of the biggest mistakes that the film makes is the mistake that all bad Batman film makes is that it's it front loads too many villains in. And in this, you've got four or five. I mean, you don't necessarily... In, in in a Batman Begins kind of way, we're just seeing Batman get started. Like you've like you've laid out, Selena Kyle isn't really Catwoman yet, but right. she's obviously going to be Catwoman. Not just because she has that name, but the hints are all there, and her burglary ideals uh, are are sort of shown in a way. You got, you know, you got. The mysterious unnamed villain at the end, you've, which isn't necessarily a big thing, but that kind of weirdly overshadows a bunch of stuff. Carmine Falcone, uh, you've got, you know, Oswald Cobblepot, you've got uh, in, Riddler, and you got all these little hints at all these other things. And I'm like, not only could we have found easily 20 minutes to trim out of this anyway, to tighten up, not easily probably another 15 minutes somewhere else, but I agree with what you said earlier very much that there's a film hidden here, even if it stayed Batman for me. I would have really liked to have seen that more purposefully, maybe more narrowly focused idea of what we were doing instead of doing what felt like animated films that DC has been doing is really good at and in some way doing a plot that in some way felt like it wanted to be so reflective of comic book plots the the last scene which i won't i won't ruin outside of just simply saying that it's in arkham and you know riddler's talking to another inmate you know that's right out of a comic book 50 different times and i almost felt like filmed like storyboarded somebody just brought the issue over and was like look this is what we're doing (laughs) Right. right and and in a way like somebody might have enjoyed that but i've seen too many batman movies i've read too many batman comics now i thought You've got to make a better choice, especially with how how sort of daring some of your choices to get to this point are. Otherwise, now you're just kind of undercutting things. And it didn't get me excited to see another right. film. What gets me excited to see another film is that maybe this time around they come back although with the response and the box office that it's getting, I don't think that maybe they'll think they did anything wrong, right. and they'll come back, and maybe the next one is like a four-hour movie. I, I guess I anticipated sitting through it, and at times felt like I was watching the director's cut with all these extra characters right. that were in there that later they would say on the on the audio track, like, we realized dropping Penguin in here isn't the right idea. But we had to hint to it, so it's Cobblepot's forty-four below club. Like, like right, know, right. that's very clever. But really, just having him around to have that
0: one scene happen doesn't seem to be right. very judicious. And, and he doesn't. There's no. Um, it, there's no penguinness to him. He Nothing. didn't need to be in it at all. Yeah. It could have just been some other guy who's the right. guy who runs this club, and it right. doesn't even have to be a name thing because he mm-hmm. didn't do anything. Doesn't do a thing. That has anything to do with being even a Penguin.
1: Even the scene right. where they're where Gordon and Batman are talking to him specifically all alone, like I'm like, well, that could be anybody. Right, that's right. that's anyone, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was it was a little weird. And, you know, it kind of it, so it really sort of threw me because I didn't love exactly where this Batman is, even though I liked some of the things of, yeah. of where he is. But it made it feel more strange, right? That, um, we've got really the Riddler doesn't actually have anything either. Right. Right. He's just this guy and has this name or whatever. And the penguin doesn't have anything. Catwoman barely exists as, as a thing really, except that she's got like the suit and she's acrobatic and she can fight and you know, whatever, but she's, I don't know. She's not, Catwoman. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, I think she's not at all the same as the penguin. Right. Right. But, no, but, but it almost like made me feel like maybe this movie would have been better. Right. Is if he was 10 times less Batman. Right. If he was like not even really kind of Batman at all. Right. And this is where he's starting to do it. Crafting it, And, yeah. and then it would just be this detective movie that it was trying to be anyway and you know maybe he knows how to fight and uh you know i don't know has a couple of gadgets or something Mm -hmm. because he's rich or whatever but he's not even really batman right that would have been cool because if he was batman as much as penguin is penguin he would just be a guy and how fundamentally (laughs) that strips the film down to something that i mean again you you've
1: probably read it i assume i know a lot of batman fans have read Uh, There's a very famous comic back in the 80s called Batman Year One. And it's it's literally the first year of him being Batman. He hasn't quite got everything down. He doesn't know how to do everything yet. He hasn't got the outfit. He just has the intent and the desire to scare the hell out of the criminal lot. Fear is his biggest enemy. And he figures out from one mistake after another and one broken bone after another, like, God, how do I not have that happen again? Well, I guess I need a little bit of armor on me, you right, know, and right. things. I need a way to get back and forth quick. I need signals, and right. and he puts it all together in the same way, at the same pacing. And this film is very influenced by at least the spirit of that comic, um, because it features Selena Kyle, and she's just a woman who's not going to take any crap. And she eventually, you get hints that she's figuring out how she's doing the same thing too. That would have been a hell of a film, right? That would have right. been really, really fun. Uh, but that's not really, and again, I think there's some hurry up and wait to that idea, um,
0: it it almost feels like this movie wanted to do that. Yeah. Like with the penguin, right. like I just said. They wanted to make him as Batman as they made the penguin, yeah. which is more or less none. None. Except then they were like, Well, I mean, come gotta on. Have we, we gotta have a right. uh, Batmobile. <laughs> and we gotta it. have we gotta right. have the little uh, grappling hook yeah. and so and he's gotta have a suit or no one's gonna show up. Right. And, right. <laughs> like they wanted to do it. <laughs> right. And so that's where the story stayed Yeah, three hours. That's where all of the scenes, you know, stayed, except that they were like, well, no, we'll throw in a thing where he beats up like 20 punks on the subway (laughs) or whatever. And, you know, some of that was really cool. And I, uh, you know, just bagging on the movie a little bit more. There was some (laughs) of that stuff that I thought really was pretty cool like that fight scene is like so gratuitously Batman, like, Mm -hmm. well, we have to do this and Mm -hmm. he has to like come out of the shadows, but still, I think it was well done. And yet I wish they'd have done it like a little more, right. You know, like, like, you know, one of the, I mean, it, it's bad enough that he's fighting like 20 people at a time and the dude's got a machete and all this stuff. Right. But, you know, it was so close to, um, being the kind of movie that i would really prefer to watch yeah. right where when the one dude knows how to fight and the eight dudes surrounding yeah. him don't have any idea how to fight right it's not that hard right, right. especially if you're in freaking armor right and you know in whatever good shape and yeah and it was kind of like yeah. close to that right yeah. but it didn't quite like i wanted i, I was like oh This is going to be, but well, not quite. I mean, it still was pretty good and everything. But then throughout more of the movie, I'm like, you know, just because you're in the mob doesn't mean you know how to fight somebody, right? right? Which, again, one of the things I really liked about Batman Begins, right? right? Because there were some scenes in Batman Begins where it's like, you're just done, dude. You don't know how to fight. I went to... (laughs) you know, Asia. And right. I'm whatever. at the Muay Thai Academy. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. You're done. Yeah. And I'm in body armor Right. and you're just done. <laughs> See these spikes? <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you. And you know, that was the yeah. other thing I thought was really weird yeah. about the movie is that he had those like weird gauntlet things yeah. on his arms that never seemed to serve a purpose. Right. Or do anything. Right. They just were like, this, these are his, this is his armor on his forearms right. for some reason. Like, you know, they don't like shoot out at you. At least the Nolan whatever. film explains I, I that know. they shoot out, right. you know.
1: Um, there's, there's a, yeah, for sure. There's definitely, there's definitely some throwbacks and some flash forwards. And I don't know where you were. I don't know where you were in the beginning. I, I was hesitant. I was curious because I wanted to see a detective film, you know, no superpowers, right, right. no grand things. And it got me thinking, well, it, you know, I thought maybe if they can do the film and not really mess it up because I, I like Matt Reeves, I like his Planet of the Apes stuff, you know, and I like what he seems to be doing. I think he's thoughtful at times in what he's trying to portray in a story, but I don't know that he likes these characters. And I'm so right, Zack right, Snydered right. into thinking that you're, you've are you got the reins, but you don't like or understand right. any of these characters. Um, so I thought, you know, even if they mess it up, maybe it'll just be a good five. You know, so I in thought- the end, I actually had in the end my enjoyment of something that was a little surprising actually reinforced the enjoyment of it. Like I'm like, Oh good. You know? Right.
0: Yeah. I thought there was, um, like I said, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff to like, I didn't rate it one or anything. I just have like a lot of problems with a lot of things. I, I loved like the look and feel of it. I liked Robert Pattinson. I thought he was really good. I thought there were a few scenes where I didn't like him, but it wasn't his fault. It was like, Eh, why am I watching him do this? It's not really as interesting as you think it is. Right. Um. But I and I liked. I think I pretty much liked everybody else in it. I think we could have gone a different way than Andy Circus, frankly, because I, I didn't think that he sold me on anything. Right. Um. But you know, whatever. He was good enough.
1: He, he didn't ruin um, anything, but he wasn't uh, right.
0: Right. He was not um, necessary. And and you know, I liked the fact that it. The whole thing that was happening was not we were going to destroy the whole planet or mm-hmm. several planets or whatever. Like, it's just an actual, like, yeah. Batman comic kind of thing where it's right. like, this is the crazy guy who's here. Right. Who's going to screw shit up here. Right. Not, <laughs> yeah. you know, the whole world's on and the that, line or whatever. That, that's uh, in some way
1: what's more fun to talk about with a film like this is, well, what Batman do you want to get? you know this is like when you and i argue about the james bond films especially the daniel craig stuff and you're like they're not james bond movies and i'm like of course they are <laughs> not to just bring up bring it up but again sometimes i'll find that somebody doesn't want like a heavy sort of cross-pollinated idea from you know heath ledger's joker like they right. don't want that metaphor of chaos and anarchy what they just want is a lot of kapow they don't want adam west kapow but they just kind of want light and breezy like they just want to see familiar things in action and i'm like okay some people are like i really want gritty i want like dark and dirty like he's in the alleys all the time it should be grimy i'm like okay you know what what a person wants from a batman film and now that there are enough of them across the board you can probably just go get what you want (laughs) right and in a way that dc is doing what marvel hasn't done like their animated stuff is great there's all kinds of great animated films that you can explore i i think one of the more interesting things now is to be like well what's your favorite kind of batman right what's the batman story that you're coming in here hoping you're gonna get and seeing what you got is it close you know did yeah you, did you get there i'm like hey, this did pretty good
0: yeah 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 it did do pretty good um i just you know Certain things, Man, ir- things irritated me and some little and things, whatever. But yeah. it's uh, it's good, and it, I definitely recommend going to see yeah. it. It you know it's good enough. It's uh, good for enough. Sure, I I just have my own sure problems with
1: it's it. It's doing well enough too, which is an awesome you know sort of blast into the CPR of what people are afraid that theaters are dying in because right, right. all of a sudden the Batman. Is I mean in a, in a strange way. What does that mean now? Are we going to start getting another influx
0: of hero films? Because studios it's, are thinking you know, we have to do this. Young Superman, maybe, again. maybe, maybe. But it is still, even though this is doing really good, um, and that and, you know that's great for theaters. Whatever, sure. who cares? Um, right. But. It is still kind of like a one movie kind of yeah. thing because right. you know second place was like eleven million, yeah, and that's still that's a bit, yeah. it's still a very different world. Yeah. Even when you have something giant come out, right. that the next thing can't get anywhere close Nowhere to anything. Close. Yeah. Uh, and then you know you've got third, fourth. I mean, oh, yeah, right. you like know, two, it's sad, three. right, yeah, right. Um. All right. So uh, we spent enough time on that. I even though we both. Uh, rated it sort of like tepid. Um, It's still worth going to see and you should check it out. The one thing that I will say though, like, and you kind of mentioned this exact thing and I want to chime in too, is that, you know, the thing that's weird about it, as much as there's a lot of stuff that I liked about it, when it ended, I was not going, Hey, when is the next one out? Right. Right. Can't (laughs) wait. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe it will uh, villain wise go a different way or something like that and who knows but uh the ending the ending theories did not like excite me yeah not at all on what was coming and that's
1: i mean and that's the whole point of that last big push is to like are you ready you're ready we're ready
0: get ready right i'm not i'm not looking forward to that right so all right thanks for tuning in and uh we will see you next week with our uh can't win awards Uh, and uh probably a movie or two as well so See you next yeah. week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by Are You Screening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to Are You Screening. or Are You Screening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord.